Good morning. You didn't have the benefit of the pre-heavenly sunshine. Eight o'clock this morning, it was really dark and dreary. But we have the presence of the Lord with us this morning, and we're here to praise him. We're going to begin. I'm going to turn things over to Rachel, and she has our announcements and the things that we're going to get started with this morning. Good morning, church. My name is Rachel, as Kevin said, and I'm the Discipleship and Social Media Ministry Coordinator here at Anastasia, and we're so excited to have you here with us worshiping both online and in person this morning. Just a few announcements before we continue into this time of worship together. If you are new here or have a prayer request, you can text the word CONNECT to the number 904-441-6900. If you lose your physical copy of the bulletin during the week, no worries. You can text the word NEWS to that very same number and receive a digital version of the bulletin. And just a few events that we'd like to highlight that's happening in the upcoming months here at our church. Vacation Bible School is back, and it is happening June 5th through the 9th for students who have completed kindergarten through fifth grade. It's going to be a fun week of activities and learning more about the Lord for your kid in your life, so your child, a grandchild, a niece, a nephew, and we had several of our students get baptized last year, and it was just such an amazing time to see them grow over that week, so you're not going to want to miss it. Um, We also have a beach baptism now that the sun is finally here this morning at 1 p.m. You can join us at the 9th Street Access to help celebrate your new believers, the brothers and sisters in Christ. Or if you feel called to be baptized today, we invite you to meet with a decision counselor after service to explore that option as well. And one more final announcement that I have for you this morning is next Sunday, May 7th at 9 a.m. in room 306, we will be having our next steps class. Um, Our next steps class is great to just walk you through what um, next steps to take, not only in your faith, but how to get involved here at Anastasia more. So we'd love for you to join us. And without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Kevin.
Will you stand with me, please? Of our great God, he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. This is the God whom we sing. A mighty fortress is our God. Let's pray. Father, we just want to take these moments and dedicate them to you. We come in praise, we come in song, we come in humility, and Father, we come in the shed blood of Jesus Christ who forgives all sin, in whom we have redemption. Father, strengthen our voices this morning as we sing as one body to you, in Jesus' name, amen. Ready together, crown him. take a moment and just welcome one another here this morning before Rachel comes.
as you make your way back to your seat, you may be seated. As I mentioned earlier, today we are baptizing new brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are baptizing 13 people. Amen. It's so exciting. But um, the programs and the worship services would not be able to happen if it wasn't for you as a congregation being generous with your time, your energy, your efforts, your talents, and also your resources. Um, if you feel called to give today, there are three ways that you can do so. You can take an envelope that is in your seat back pocket and deposit it in one of the deposit boxes located around campus. If you are more tech savvy, you can take out your phone and text the word GIVE to the number 904-441-6900 and give there as well. You can also head over to our website and give that way by clicking the Give tab on our homepage. Um, as we go into this time of giving our tithes and offerings, I'd just like to pray over the gifts and the offering. Lord, we thank you for this time of worship, and we thank you for this day that we get to celebrate new believers and new members to our family. Lord, I thank you for these gifts, and I pray that these gifts are used to further disciple and encourage and help raise up a new generation of believers in your mighty and holy and precious name to help make your name known far and wide to the ends of the earth, Lord. It's in your mighty and precious name that we pray. Amen. Sing together. Praise God from
of the words, they're in the ground, ready? background to what we just sang. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, we are healed. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, although he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that his poverty you might become rich. These are the everlasting arms on which we lean. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine. Everlasting on 
Thank you. You may be seated. Now, we have a guest with us this morning. So let me hear you say amen. amen. No, no, no. He needs more than that. Amen. One more time. Amen. See, that's it. And I'll warn you, he walks around a lot. Side to side. But we are really, really glad that, <laughs> that we can have Gregorio with us. And trust me, you're going to enjoy his Spanish all the way through the message. Gregorio, come. Thank you, brother. <laughs> uh, good evening. Good, good, good evening. <laughs> good morning. Buenos dias. There you go. That really helped me. To, to settle myself. That's a, it is a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to, to be here with you. Thank you for allowing me to share God's word with you. And, you know, once in a while, all the pastors in different, uh, for, the, for the different campuses, we move around. And it's a beautiful thing to see the unity in diversity. That goes back to the heart of God. You know, we see in the Trinity, the unity in diversity. Three persons, one God, every person 100% God, fully divine. You know, we see that on the, in the nature of God. So embrace unity in diversity. We usually tend to be with the people that actually are just like us, right? But embrace that. Embrace uh, because that's in the heart of God. Uh, that's in the nature of God. So uh, once in a while, uh, and I'm gonna, now I'm going to be conscious about moving around. Kevin, come on. <laughs> You're not helping me. Uh, yeah, we, we move a lot. Hispanic people move a lot, a lot just with the, with the feet and with the, with the arms too, with the hands too. But uh, once in a while, you know, go to the other campuses. It, it, it is a beautiful thing. You know, every congregation, every, uh, you know, the Lord moves in different ways. And it, it's just a beautiful thing to see. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be here sharing God's word. I'm going to be preaching from Genesis 18, and I'm going to be reading for you. We're going to put it on the, on the screen as well, verses 16 to 19. But I'm going to be focusing on, a, on verse 19, okay? So Genesis 18, verses 16 through 19. And, uh, you know, the, the, the subject, the, the, the main thing that I want to share with you is about discipling others, especially to our families. Sometimes we want to win the world for Christ, right? And that's the Great Commission. We should be doing that. But if we are not attending, we are not caring, we are not discipling our own families, we are missing the main thing. So I, I want to share with you from this uh, two or three things that I, the Lord has put in my, in my heart uh, today. So if you find this passage on Genesis 18, verses 16 through 19. Can you stand up in reverence on the word of God? I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say to you but this. We are here to preach his word. We are not here to preach ideas, suggestions. We are preach his word himself, and his word is enough. So always ask for that. Sometimes... May, may not, sometimes it may not be what we want to hear, right? <laughs> and and, and I, I second that. But it's just, it's, his word is 
now. This war is now. Genesis 18, verses 16 through 19. He said, then the men set out from there, and they looked down to, towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to set them on their way. And the, then the Lord said, should I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? And we're going to talk about what he was about to do. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. And the verse 19 is the one that I want to focus on. And, I want, and, and that's the verse that I want you to meditate, not only today, but also the rest of the way. For I have chosen him. For I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that, as a conditional phrase, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Wow. Lord, thank you for, for your word. Thank you for your guidance, for your wisdom, from your direction. Help us, Lord, to put first things first in our lives. Help us. Lord, open our eyes. Open our, our ears to hear and to, to see the beauty, not only of your world, but of yourself. So we can get to know you in a very special way. And in the same way, we can teach those around us about you. We love you. We worship you. You are the only word that you have our worship. And it's in the beautiful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Maybe seated. I don't know why this Bible doesn't want to stay open. I don't use this Bible very much. I wonder why. It's in English. So let's see if we can stay there open. So let me give you a little bit of background on, Gen on, on, the, on the passage that we just read, Genesis 18. So in Genesis 12, God calls Abraham. And he gave him three promises that I believe, I truly believe, is the promises that every believer can claim for, not only for himself, but also for his family. Okay? So God tell Abraham, I'm going to bless you. Think about that. The Lord of the universe, the creator of the universe, say, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. So you can put your name there. Gregorio, I'm going to bless you, you and your family. So that's the first promise. The second promise is, uh, I'm going to make out of you a great nation. And by the way, that nation, that big nation, started as a family. So if you think that what we're talking about, the passage we're talking about today, doesn't have to do anything with families, will, you will see that you are greatly mistaken. And we're going to see. It has everything to do with families. And then he said, in you and in your seed, all the nations or the families in the world will be blessed. So that's the promise that the Lord gave Abraham. And I, like, I, like I say, I believe every believer can claim those promises for, for your life and your family. But then in Genesis 13, the, the, the Lord blesses Abraham and his family, Lot. 
So they have to separate. They have a lot of animals. So they, they, they have to separate the ways. And then, interesting, in Genesis 13, Lot chose, it's interesting that in verse 10 he says, he lifted up his eyes and saw the good land. And that's what he chose. Abraham, on the other hand, chose to believe in the promising. He chose Canaan. He chose not the promised land. We need to change the emphasis on that expression. He chose the land of the promise. He chose the land of the promiser, the one who promised Abraham a land and a nation and to be blessed. And again, you may be thinking, well, what does that have anything to do with the family? Well, I really believe that that's the decision that we have today, that, that we have to make today. We either going to raise our families in the, in the things that we can see, or we have the option, we have the decision to raise our families on the promises of God, on the blessings of God. So again, it has a lot of things, a lot to do with, with, with the family. Start with the family. And then Genesis 18, that's the, the passage that we saw. Is uh, that's when the Lord we see blessings coming upon Abraham and uh, judgment coming into Lot and and, and, and his lot, uh, no pun intended. You know the the decision the Lot made. There is there is uh, uh, consequences. They are they are just judgment. So let me let me share with you three things from that passage that we just saw uh, about. Not only the, the privilege, because it is a privilege, but also the responsibility. We have an awesome responsibility. We have an awesome, and I want you to see the, to see the tension of those two words. It is, an, it is awesome, but it's also a responsibility that we have about discipling those around us. But the main thing I want you to learn today, the main thing about discipling others is to know God. That's the awesome responsibility. That's the beauty of the life of the disciple. It's to know your creator. It's to know who created you, who knows you more than, any, more than anybody and anybody, anybody else. So verse 19, it says, for I have chosen him Literally, it means I have made him, for I have made him, Abraham, my friend. So that's the main thing about discipling, is knowing God. Yes, we are to teach that to others, so, so he may be known. But the main thing is, the main thing, do we know him? Does he know you the way that he knew Abraham? Like I say, literally, it means I have made him my friend. The verb used on that phrase is the verb yada. Means knowing him in a very intimate way. That's what he, that's the way that he, the Lord, knew Abraham. That verb is used also when, when talking about the husband and wife, knowing to know each other. And that's the same verb that he used, very intimate. Does he know you? 
like that. Do you know him like that? That's the task. We cannot teach what we don't have, right? We cannot give what we don't have. So before you say, no, I know the Lord. Let me give you another, <laughs> let me qualify that <laughs> a little bit. Let me give you another uh, passage in the scripture in Deuteronomy 6. This is the Shema uh, of Israel. Shema, Adonai, Elohim, Adonai, Ehad. That was, that's Hebrew. That's not Spanish, okay? That's Hebrew. <laughs> That's Mexi maybe Mexican Spanish, but you know, <laughs> Hebrew, nevertheless. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Dehad. Oye, hear, O Israel, the Lord of God, the Lord is one, and you should love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this word that I command you today shall be on your heart, you know, the responsibility and the privilege to know God first in a very special way. But then we have the second responsibility. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lay down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes and you shall write them on your door, uh, doorpost of your house and on your gates. So do you know, do you love your Lord like that? Yes, it is a responsibility to teach our children, but do we know him? Do we love him that way? We can see on that, on that passage, we can, can we go to the next uh, uh, slide? You know, when he says, when you sit in, in your house and when you walk, by the way, in other words, everywhere. And then it says, when you wake up and when you lay down, all the time, do you put it on your, on your, on, on, on your arm? Do you put it on, on, on your hand? That means everything that you touch should be touched also by the grace and character of God, by his ways. Do we do that? And then he says, put it on, 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 your, on your front, and, uh, put it in, in between your eyes. What does that mean? That everything that I think, I also think about him, his ways, his grace, his love. Put it on the post of your, of your house. That was uh, used in order to identify a house. Like, for example, my last name is Ojerbides. So I will put on my, in, in the post of my, uh, of my doors the Ojerbides family. Huh? But he said, don't do that with your, with your last name. That, by the way, is a very difficult one. It's, it's difficult even for me. <laughs> oh, Jerry, be this. <laughs> uh, put his ways, put his words, put his commands that identify your house. So let me ask you a very personal question. Your neighbors, when they see your house, do they identify you and your family as Christians? Not by the way that you say, not by the things that you say, but the way that you live. Do they identify you? And then he says, on the gates, the gates where, they, where all the businesses in, in, in ancient Israel actually happened. So do you conduct all your businesses, all your work on his ways, on his character? Do we know him like that? 
That's what he's saying. We say, you love, you love, you love, you love with all your, your heart, mind, and strength. So that is the first responsibility, to know him and then to make him number one in our lives. If we want to teach our families and the people, all the people surrounding around us, that's, that's what we need to be. We don't need to be perfect. We're not, nobody's perfect, right? We need to be that he is first one in our lives. Then, and this is the second point, you can teach others about God. You can, especially your family. You can. Don't think that you, that you cannot. If I can be here when my legs are shaking, preaching to you in English, you can teach your family in the same language the things about God. We can. We're commanded actually to do. And when the Lord commands, he always provides everything that we need in order to do his purposes, right? So we can. And Yes, your family. Start with your family. Start with the people around you. And, you know, we see Deuteronomy uh, 18, right? That's, that's, uh, sorry, Genesis 18. That's the first thing that, uh, that he, Abraham, may command his children on his, his house, uh, household. We have uh, Deuteronomy 6, right? You should teach them what? His commands, his ways, diligently to your children. And uh, just in case that you think, you know, the pastor drink, drank a lot of coffee this morning, I'm going to give you an example on, on the New Testament where you will see, hopefully, you are seeing a pattern of the Lord saying, you need to know me in a very special way, but then you also need to teach your family. So in Ephesians 6, let me see if I can, you know, it's a good thing that the numbers are the same in English and in Spanish. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Thank, thank the Lord for that. Ephesians 6, children, and he's talking about the whole family again. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may be, you live long in the land. Verse 4, that's, the, that's what I want to focus. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. That's exactly what we do every time, right? Especially fathers. Do not do that. But bring them up in the discipline and destruction of the Lord. Wow. So we have Genesis 18. We have Deuteronomy 6. We have Ephesians 6. It's everywhere. So let me tell you something that may be new for you. It was new for me when I first uh, was uh, uh, exposed to this. The, the responsibility to teach your children is not the church responsibility. The church is to teach you, to equip you to teach your children. Equip the saints for the work of ministry. And the first ministry is the family. So it's our responsibility. It's an awesome responsibility, but it's our responsibility. Like I say, this, this Bible doesn't want to stay open. 
It's our responsibility. And, and don't, don't see it as a responsibility. It's, it's, it's an awesome privilege also. It's a beautiful thing. So when we talk about family devotionals, I always say keep it simple. These are the things that I didn't do with my daughters. <laughs> keep it simple. <laughs> keep it short. Keep it fun and conversational. Talk to them. Talk to your family. Um, don't, don't lecture. Don't preach to them. That's not the time to preach. I mean, learn from my mistakes. If you're a preacher, don't preach to them. Talk to them. See where they are. So let me give you a couple of things. You know, those, 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 those are hints. Those are things that you can use to do your, your devotionals. If you're already doing those things with you and your family, uh, bless you. God, God bless you. Keep doing that. But maybe you're saying, how can I do that? You want to do a, a, a devotional with my family. How can I do that? Well, there are three things. First, the essential elements. Worship. You can always sing a song, right? You may not be able to teach, or you may not be able to know a lot of things, but you can always sing, right? Maybe not. Well, well no, I mean, we all, we all can sing, right? So worship. Worship the Lord together as a family. And then we have the scripture. Always include the scripture. This is what we need. We need the Lord, and we need his way, his commands, right? So, so always include, even if it is just reading the, the scripture, the Lord is speaking not only to you, but also to your family. You know, we, we say that the Bible is, uh, the, Bible is, uh, is the map, right? That's one of our values. We have Jesus is the way, the Bible is the map, Disciple-making is our mission, great, great commission, I would say. Uh, love is our greatest command. We serve is uh, our privilege. And then every person is important. Please tell Walter that I say those by memory, okay? That's very, very important. Tell Walter that I did <laughs> He always encourages us not only to memorize those values, but to live them out. So tell them, to tell him that. So the Bible is the man. Tell them. And the best way to tell them how important is the Bible is for you to be in his world, listening and obeying. You can say, you know, all things about the Bible. But if you're not hearing him and obeying him, and by the way, obeying is trusting him. I demonstrate that I trust him by obeying. Not by saying, wow, that's a beautiful thing here in the Bible. No, it's for you, the, the way that I live it out. That's the way that I show how much I trust him. And then prayer. Just pray. Pastor, I don't know how to pray. Talk to God. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for your family. When was the last time that you prayed for your wife? And the wife say, amen and amen, right? <laughs> when was the last Just pray. Thank the Lord for my wife. For all, the, all, the, all, all, all that she is. The good things and the excellent things on her. I, I, I learned that. I'm not going to die. You thought I was going to say the bad thing. No, no, no. I learned that way. I learned that lesson a long time ago. Thank God for your children. Thank God for, for your family. 
Thank God for the people that is around you. And then we have the three essential questions, not only the elements, but also the questions. First of all, does God exist? Don't assume that the people around you believe that God exists. Make sure that they believe that. And tell them the awesome God that we serve. His grace, his justice, his holiness, his purposes. And look at Abraham. He was completely out of the way. He didn't want to know anything about God. And the Lord pursued him. The same way that he pursues you and pursues me. It's a beautiful thing. Wow. Second thing is the Bible reliable. Show them how this is a path to our lives, a life to our ways. And again, the best way to do it is you and the world living it out. Uh, by the way, the best the best way to teach sometimes your children is to show them all the mistakes that you have made, right? All, all the things that happened to your life when you didn't follow his ways. It's a beautiful way and very humbling one to, to teach your children. And then who is Jesus? Who is, the, who is the king of kings and lord of lords? Who is our savior? Tell them about Jesus. So those are the, the main three things. Is it, what is this text telling me about God, about the, the scriptures, and then about my king, my redeemer, my savior. And then the steps, and again, these, these are just hints that can help you a little bit. We have the, um, we have the explanation, illustration, and application. Explanation is start with the text. And trust the text. You know, for me, the worst way to start a Bible study is to read the scripture and, th and then start asking people, what, are you, what, what, do, um, what does this mean to you and to you and to you? That, that's not the way to start. There is a time for that, but that's not the way to start. It really doesn't matter what I or you think about <laughs> what does that actually mean. It's, what is the Lord saying? What is the word saying? That's the explanation. This is what is being told or, or taught or, or, you know, this is what the, Lord, what, the word, what the Lord is saying through his word. So the explanation. And then an illustration. You can use a different passage. You can, you can, uh, you can uh, uh, bring a, a, a story on your own life. Like I said, the best way to teach our children, our children is about and the ways of the Lord is to tell them all the mistakes that we make for not following in his ways. And then an application, yes. There is a time when you say, well, how can I apply these principles, these truths to my life? And again, these are just hints. They're just maybe one or two things that you can learn and, and, and start doing it because that's the most important thing. So, uh, so the third point that I want to share with you today is, and I'm going to use the word that Paul used in Romans 12. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to start doing that today. To start doing that. Having a devotional with your families. If you're not doing it, like I say, if you're already doing it, praise the Lord for you. But if not, 
Today is the day. Start doing it today. I appeal to you. Do not neglect that. Do not neglect that. So that. And for me, I always looking for motivation, incentives. You know, why do I need to do this? Well, verse 19, Genesis 18 tells us that. He says, for I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the ways of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that, it's a conditional promise, the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. So that your family, you and your family can be blessed. Do we need any bigger incentive than that? To bring God's promises to your life and to your family? What else do we need to start doing? So I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, like Paul said in Romans 12. Start doing it today. Do not look back. You may be thinking, ah, I should have started this a long time ago. Well, the only thing that you can do about the past is to learn from that, right? So there's nothing you can do about it. But you can start making a difference from now on. Also, focus. Sometimes you say, well, I'm not going to know how to do it. I'm not going to know what to say. Well, focus on the things that you know about God. And grow on that. Don't, don't stay there, right? But focus on the things that you know, not on the things that you don't know. And lastly, what else can be more important? Honestly, what else can be more important? You know, mom and dad, you can be a great provider. And praise the Lord for that. Mom and dad, or dad and mom, you can be a great protector of your family. And praise the Lord for that. We're called to do that. But if you are not being a great priest, a high priest, on your family, with your family, you're missing the main thing. You're missing the most important thing. What is the project? What is the goal? What is something in your life that is so important that you will be willing to neglect that awesome responsibility that we have? Nothing. It's nothing. So do it today. Pastor, I don't know how to do it. Well, take tonight. Take Genesis 18, 19. The three points that we talked about today. And talk about with your family about that. Put a song, a worship song. Talk about it. Read the scripture. One verse. You're not going to die. I promise you. <laughs> and then talk about those things. Talk about the responsibility. Talk about the privilege. Talk about what that is showing you about God, about Jesus, about the scripture. Let me finish with this. Let me finish with... Um, Quote from uh, Bill Graham. 
he was doing a crusade, and uh, he was preaching about Acts 16:31, and, and then he mentioned these these things, these statistics that I'm going to share with you today, just to encourage you. He says that when the father comes to Christ first in the family, the whole family, there's a 60% possibility that the whole family will come to Christ. The whole family. What a beautiful thing. Then he says, moms, you are equally important. He says when mom comes to, to Christ, 40% will come of, of the family, of, of the entire family will come to Christ. And then he says, that compare that to when a child comes first to the, to, to, to the Lord. Only 20, 25%. So what is that verse? That, that's just to encourage you to, to do it. But what is that verse that he's talking about? Well, he has, again, it is everywhere. And let me tell you, one of the things that I regret with my family is not being intentional about doing this, what I'm talking about. And, and we think that the, the kids are going to be for us for, forever. No, they are not. So make it intentional. And I was not drinking. I was not on drugs. I was working, providing for my family, protecting my family. I was in ministry. But I was full of myself. So we have to humble and say, Lord, we need you. My family needs you. But I need you. Show me. And he will show you. He will show you his way. So what is Acts 16? Um, 31. Look at this promise. You know, this is the, the jailer talking with uh, Paul in uh, Philippi. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, this is the jailer, what must I do to be saved? And they say, Believe in the Lord Jesus. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. You and your household. Wow. Now, this is not a blank promise. This, is, this doesn't mean that if you come to Christ, your family will do it. But let me tell you, <laughs> it is a great probability that they will. When they see you, not only hear you, because we like, especially Hispanics, we like talk, 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 talk. We need to walk the talk. It is good to talk. But we need to do it. We need to model them more than teaching them. Do it. Do it. It is an awesome privilege, but it's also an awesome responsibility. So let me pray for you. And if you want us to pray for you, you can come to the altar. Not to me, but to the Lord. Because I am in, your, in the same boat that you are. There's so many things in our lives. Make sure that we keep first things force in our lives. And he is force. So we can receive the blessings that he has for you, for me, and for our families. And you may be asking, you know, how can I give my, my children what I don't have? Maybe you have, made, you have not made the decision to come to the Lord. Now is the time of salvation. We don't know for sure if we're if, if we, if we going to be here tomorrow. So make that decision today. Don't delay. 
Don't neglect it. Do it today. Surrender yourself. Just like the jailer, what do I need to be saved? Well, repent and believe. There's two things, but there's actually one. Repent of your sins and trust. Put your trust in Jesus and Jesus only for your salvation. And he will save you. And he will use you to also bring your whole family to him. And that is a beautiful thing. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, your Lord, for your spirit that knows exactly where we are and gives us exactly what we need to start moving in the right direction. So, Lord, I pray for all the families present here, represented here, that we'll be blessed when we, parents, start doing what you are called us to do. That awesome responsibility, that awesome privilege. So that we will receive, just like Abraham, that we will receive all the blessings, all the promises that you have promised to us. Not only us, but also the people that are around us. Could be our children, could be our grandchildren, could be our friends could be our co-workers help us help us Lord to seek you first in your kingdom and then to make you known with those around us and it's in the beautiful name of Jesus that we pray amen and amen if you want to make any kind of decision today the Lord I may not know you but the Lord knows you the Lord is calling his people Come to him. Come to him. Surrender your life to him. And then you have a homework for tonight, right? Very easy. Genesis 18, 19. Start doing it today. If you don't start doing it, if you don't make an intention in your life, it will never happen. It will not happen. So do it. For his glory. For his name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Stand together, please, as we close, singing together. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of
day today. We are so glad that you've joined with us this morning. Let's close in prayer. Father, how grateful we are that we have your word as a light to our path, a lamp to our feet. Father, I pray that you would take the words that we've heard, that you would apply them to our hearts and our lives, that we would seek to be unified. Father, we would seek after you and our Savior. So, Father, do with us as you would today. <clears throat> Bring us in the conformity of relationship with your Son, Jesus Christ. And may people know we are children of the King because we not just talk the talk, but we walk it also. And now from Romans, may the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant to you, grant you to live in such harmony with one another that together you may with one voice glorify God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ.